Welcome to the Flow State Performance Podcast. Created for those committed to mastery and success. Coming to you from Manly, Australia, we break down the science and philosophy of optimal performance so you can unleash your potential. Hey guys, welcome to the Flow State Performance Podcast. I'm Jared Taylor, your host, and this is episode 29 with Cole Clayton. This is a really interesting episode. It's just a quick 30-minute episode, power-packed, full of information about breathing. Cole Clayton is a coach. Um, He doesn't claim to be an expert on the breath, but I think he knows a thing or two about breathing. And really, his, uh, one of his fundamental philosophies is that we, uh, the power of breathing is really understated in our culture. And through learning a proper breath technique, we can actually um, achieve a remarkable improvement in performance across our life. And you know, this really resonates with me. I've studied a lot of Eastern philosophies, and there's a reverence for breathing in those philosophies that we just don't have in our culture. And when you think about it, Breathing is so fundamental. Yeah, we all know how to breathe, as in we all know how to suck in oxygen and expel CO2, but do we really know how to breathe? Are we really maximizing our capacity to breathe? So these are some of the questions, and this is uh, the subject that we get into for this podcast. So enjoy the show. Welcome to the Flow State Performance Podcast. We're here with Cole Clayton. How are you, Cole? Good, thanks, Eero. Cool, man. Fired up, mate. Cool. So, yeah, I wanted to chat to you about um, peak performance and breath and a bit about your habits and rituals. Like, I, I was first introduced to you through mutual friends and um, I went to one of your workshops in Manly over a year ago now. And, yeah, it was really awesome. It was really powerful. I'd never um, thought about my breath um, as such an integral part of my health, which is ridiculous. Um, when I say it back to myself, um, but you really sort of opened my mind up to possibilities. Can you just talk to me a bit about, um, yeah, what you do? Yeah, I was talking to an osteopath today, actually, who was working on my shoulder um, when I wasn't breathing right. I managed to bust it, um, but I was. it was sort of saying, yeah, I send a lot of people your way, and I said, yeah, breathing's kind of sometimes a hard sell, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're doing a, a whole podcast on breathing. Well, how can you do that? Because aren't we already breathing? You know, that's pretty much everyone's automatic reaction, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you are. Um, and you're probably breathing well and you'll probably continue to do that until you don't, you know. But half an hour is not even close enough to really touch on it, to really get into it. I mean, we could do we could do a thirty day podcast. We could do one a day for thirty days to really get into how powerful the breath is, which which you know, as you just alluded to, we touched on on the workshop. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what I, you know, fundamentally with kids, what I do is teach them about breathing, and then what I do with my adult clients is teach them about breathing and then take that deeper. So take that into those, what you're talking about, those kind of performance realms, whether they be performance with, say, you know, someone who's nervous about starting up even their own little business or something like that and has never been through that. And so how does breathing play a role in that? And But also how does breathing link into your goals and your dreams and, and what what's inside of you that wants to get out, you know? Actually, I think it's really integral and that's been my journey. So I don't 
claim to um, know anything that I don't do myself, you know, in terms of my own practices. So my journey with the breath is all I'm doing is really sharing what I've learned on the physiological level, on the on the emotional, mental level, um, and on we could call it the spiritual level. Yeah. Hmm. So what's so what's the deal? Are we all in our culture? Do you see like a widespread issue with the way we're breathing? Yeah, man. <laughs> in our culture, <laughs> you know, everyone's breathing back to front. Not everyone, but the vast majority of people are breathing back to front too fast and, gen- and often through the mouth instead of the nose, okay? I'm not talking about when you're training, when you're exercising, whatever, because that's ideally, unless you're doing some sort of funky training, it's optimal to breathe through the mouth. But I'm talking about at rest, people just sitting there at rest and then their mouth breathing or they're breathing too fast or they're hyper-recruiting these muscles at the top of the neck and chest and part of the ones at the back. So you're getting this sort of thing, okay, instead of a slow, deep nasal breathing, which is more ideal. So, you know, mate, if everyone could realize how poorly they are actually breathing, Dude, I wouldn't have to do any marketing. I could have to do podcasts. I'd be too busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So where where does it all start? So as you said before, we're all we've got this innate instinct to breathe. Like a, a child who comes out the womb, he might need a slap on the back, but he breathes. Um, so why are we not breathing optimally? Yeah, and then it, it, that comes back to kind of four main things. Okay. So the first one will be biomechanics. So what I'm referencing here, except for the fourth one, is actually the work of a friend and colleague and a mentor of mine who's called Dr. Rosalba Courtney, who's an osteopath. She's in uh, Avalon in Sydney. So she specializes in, um, she did a PhD in dysfunctional breathing basically and she came up with this model which I'm going to reference and adapt a little bit. So biomechanics firstly. So you're right actually comes right down to the first breath okay Um, but if you really want to go deeper it comes actually down to the breathing rate of the mother as well Mm -hmm. even preconception but particularly while the fetus is growing Mm -hmm. okay so the movements that the fetus experiences the rhythms and the oscillations that the fetus experiences will to some degree shape the its its rhythms and its oscillations okay so if the mum's anxious and you know hyperventilating those rhythms and oscillations will pass down okay there's still the individual but to some degree that patterning will be there okay Mm -hmm. then you've got the birth process and then you've got the first breath itself ideally not with a slap on the back ideally it should be a big broad cry which really spreads open the diaphragm and gets the air the lungs breathing air instead of fluid. Yeah. yeah. So what happens to kids that have emergency cesareans or, or planned cesareans, they don't get the same deal. They don't get the squashing, the compression in the yeah. birth canal and then the springing. Yeah. So that can set up a whole chain of things. So a lot of kids that we'll see with this sort of posture, mouth breathing, long faces. Um, C-section kids. Often, yeah, and they've often got allergies, intolerances, enlarged tonsils, adenoids, that sort of stuff from the mouth breathing and other immuno issues that they can pick up. And they've traced that to them missing out on this birthing suction 
Yeah, well, I don't know who the they would be that's traced it. I'm sure you could probably find something, but it, like, I guess in a way that's pretty anecdotal from me. But I, I, you could you could find if you ask some osteos and stuff that I know and work with, they'll tell you probably exactly the same thing. But I certainly, you know, when I work with kids, what's the birth like? Oh, and the mum will go, oh, that's terrible, 30 hours and emergency cesarean, you know. It's like I would say 7 out of 10 of the kids that I see, yeah. Mm, wow. Yeah. So that starts, that's biomechanics. And then, you know, mate, the human body is not designed to sit in a chair for, 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 for even from 9 till 3 like cool kids do, you know what I mean? It's just then you've got you know, all this woeful stuff, devices, phones, iPads, computers, all that sort of gear, you slump down like this, right? You're squashing your diaphragm. It's just not optimal for breathing mechanics. It's just not. Um, So we get bombarded with that. And then we get this thing called stress, okay? So um, that's what we say is psychophysical. So you get mental, um, emotional pressure and stress, yeah? Um, And that... You know, get a fright, <sighs> you know, you're going to breathe like that. That's why mind control, you know, you would know with your freediving and stuff and, and, and getting pummeled by surf and that sort of thing, the minute you start panicking is the time you, you're, you're in trouble, right? You want to actually be really present, really relaxed, and that will slow your breathing right down. Even though you're getting, you've got to stay really, really loose, yeah? We know that. So the same thing goes on when, you, when you're sitting at your desk, you're sitting like this, you get a big pile of work slapped on or you've got a deadline or something or you're under pressure for exam, then you start doing this, yeah? And so mental pressure and stress and emotions will make us do the same thing, hyperventilate, faster breathing, more neck and shoulders, maybe through the mouth as well, okay, if it's, if it's strong enough. And then what all that sort of creates is like a third issue, which is biochemical stress. So without going into that in great detail, because that's like a, oh, that's part of the 30-day program. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've got essentially altered levels of CO2, P, blood pH, and that influences oxygen uptake. So I'll just give you a quick example. If you reduce your ox, uh, carbon dioxide, retain carbon dioxide level by about two or three millimoles per liter studies have shown that reduces brain oxygen by 30 percent do you hear that 30 percent brain oxygen that's huge when you're thinking about oxygenating your brain 30 percent less oxygen is you know that's really clouded foggy thinking that's where you make a mistake that's where you bust your shoulder (laughs) absolutely yeah (laughs) wow man so Okay, so we've got a whole bunch of stuff that's contributing to us breathing poorly. Um, oh, sorry, mate. I should just add on that biochemical level, nutrition, right? Like pouring caffeine and sugar and crap food down our, our body will actually change our breathing pattern as well for a variety of reasons, actually. So nutrition and food we're eating is a big one. That's mm. part of the biochemistry. Yeah, interesting. So... What what started you on this journey? Did you have problems breathing? Did you were you an asthmatic, for example? Yeah, um, I wasn't. But uh, it's kind of an interesting case because only since I learned about breathing did I realise my whole teenage years I spent with massive breathing dysfunction. So when I was fourteen, fifteen, right through till probably early thirties, 
but particularly in those teenage years, I was called lazy. He, he's real. He's got good potential, but he's really lazy. He just doesn't do anything. Well, dude, you know, I wasn't lazy. I had brain fog, right? Because I could sleep for ten hours. I could sleep for fifteen hours. I could go to bed at eight thirty and wake up at midday, and I'd wake up feeling like crap, right? And everyone's like, "Oh, he's a lazy teenager. He's got attitude. It's hormones, whatever." But I knew it wasn't, you know. I can remember seeing an ad for sleep apnea on the TV and saying, Mum, I reckon that's what I've got. And she's like, oh, no, no, don't be silly. It's just a teenage thing. I'm like, nah, serious. And and I know, I know for all those years I had sleep disorder breathing for a variety of reasons, right? And then also my ancestry goes right back to breathing. So some of my ancestors were, um, you know, bagpipers in Scotland and they used to play for the... Um, like the noble, the, the castle, basically. They were ceremonial bagpipers. So actually, it's right in my line. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's neat. And that, that the bagpipe dudes used to teach their missuses, missuses? <laughs> their wives, how to um, do the breathing techniques because most of their wives were midwives. So you had these guys that were bagpipers, musicians, and married to midwives, and they both used the breathing techniques. So I didn't discover this till I was well down the track of breathing retraining. So... I just made I'd done so much work on myself and and on um, you know exercise rehabilitation and 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 stable core stability and 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 performance stuff and meditation stuff and process work and men's work and stuff. I was still not getting the answers I wanted for me, but also for my clients. And long story short, I met a dentist and he introduced me to the whole concept of airway and, and structural compensation for airway and the importance of breathing. And then after a while, it just came up to be there was an opportunity to be the breathing guy with him. And I said, yeah, how about I could do that? And he's like, yeah, sure. So that started the actual study of it, yeah, right. the, the having to teach it. He just said, here you go, here's a patient. I'm like, but dude, I haven't written a manual. And he's like, doesn't matter, just do it. I'm like, what? So I just jumped in the deep end and I did a course with a dentist called John Flutter and and got some stuff out of that and just started piecing it together and over the years I pieced together my own way and that's where I've linked it into what most other breathing people don't do which is link it into life and what are you breathing for. So for me, that's critical. Like if, if, if I'm not breathing for something, if I don't have a passion or, or worse, the passion's locked up and it's not getting out into the world, mate, yeah, I'm a, I'm one miserable mother. So it's like the secret to unlocking that for me has been breath. Interesting. Yeah. So on your path to learn everything about breathing or everything you can about breathing, what do you? Uh, you probably came across some of the some of the old school traditions, like the the yogis have pranayama, which I think translates as. Uh, prana being energy and yama being work or energy work but it's basically mm. a lot of breathing techniques were mm. those guys clued in <laughs> yeah man like i'm not i'm no yogi i just don't have the body tie right like but <laughs> um but um and i'll i'll sort of preface too by saying oh, i don't consider myself an expert on breathing i'm definitely a student so um, i'm here to be taught by it um but for sure, I mean, man, those dudes had all the secrets unlocked already, you know, 5,000 years ago. We're just trying to relearn that stuff, 
you know, because we thought we knew it better. So we invent all these freaking, I've got a $2,500 instrument in there that will measure your breathing. But um, they already knew how to do it just by feel, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um, the whole Kundalini uh, process has, uh, you know, it's interesting just to explain it for any listeners who are completely unfamiliar with, with Kundalini. It's sort of like a branch of, of yoga and they do a lot of, there's a heavy emphasis on pranayama and breathing and basically it's, it's all about redistributing or moving energy within yourself. And a lot of uh, kundalini practitioners will experience these sort of kundalini rising moments where energy sort of rises and goes through their chakra system. And um, there's a guy called Dr. Stan Groff or Professor Stan Groff who basically was using a lot of ayahuasca in treating, uh, in, in treating uh, he was a psychologist, he was treating people with mental disorders. And he moved to America, he could no longer use um, entheogens or psychotropic ingredients because he would have been disbarred. So he developed a breath training thing called holotropic breath work. And mm-hmm. I haven't actually done it yet, but I've heard about the, the results and the whole purpose of this thing. And it's just through music, a certain type of music and a certain breath pattern. And we're talking like full-on release of emotions and sometimes orgasms and just like sometimes just huge crying and huge just emotional releases of stuff that's locked in. How do you feel like that? How do you how do you process like stuff like that, or how do you intellectualize stuff like that? <laughs> how do I? That's the first time I've heard about that stuff. So I mean, for me, that's interesting, you mm. know, um, because I suppose you know I have different views on on the whole plant medicine part, um, which isn't part of this discussion. But 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 I sort of believe. I believe we've got the ability to bring into those states of consciousness ourselves, you know, and to tap into those kind of wisdoms. Or we've got all that wisdom in us already, you know, I believe. So I'm kind of interested to hear how someone with that experience used the breath to, to achieve it. People have been using stuff to get into old stuff. You know, think about the whirling dervishes, all that sort of stuff. It, it's um, my understanding of it is it's, a, it's, it's to do with, Oh man, it's so complex, right? Yeah. Like physiologically, it's complex. The vagus nerve is going to be huge in that. Yeah. How that relates to um, all your glands and how that relates to your autonomic nervous system will be yeah. massive. So yeah. I don't purport to be an expert on that stuff, but yeah. definitely, definitely breathing. You can't any any form of thing where you're going to alter your state of consciousness. Yeah. You're you're always here. Breathe. You know, start with the breath, focus on your breathing. 100%. You feel the breath go in and out of your nose. Now, why is that? Because it's the thing that hooks us into life force, right? Yeah. Pranayama, you know, one of my understandings of it is that it, it is, that does mean it's life force, you know? It does. Life force going in and out of you. So for me, how do I then apply that on a day-to-day level? So yeah, it's awesome for releasing and all that sort of stuff. But what if what if what if right now, as I'm talking to you, and what if right now in 15 minutes when I'm talking to the next client, and and then I've got another kid coming in here, and then do it, and then I'm going to this thing seminar tonight. What if I could keep that sort of state and that sort of um, 
breath and that sort of connection to life through all the stuff I do? What if I could eat, have it when I'm interacting with my kids, when they're chucking a tantrum, when I'm eating my dinner, when I'm surfing, when I'm resting, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what interests me. I, I, I've had enough events, you know, like I've gone to events, I've, I've done all the stuff, I've done the men's thing and gone into altered states and I haven't done the plant medicines but because um, it's just not my thing but, um, you know, I've done stuff and it's great while it's there but then you come back and there's a pile of bills and there's money, no money in your bank and your wife's screaming or, or you've got work or whatever, or the surf's flat, whatever it is, you know. When you feel shit, how do you then get yourself up and bring that ecstasy back into the day-to-day? Yeah. Cool. So what... What are your tell, tell us about that? Like link your breathing to what it is that makes you feel great. Yeah. Right. So, so the way that I see it, and this is not scientific research here. This is this is just an idea. Okay. So I'm washing. I'm not preaching. I'm not here to sell this. It's just it's just my take on it. Yeah. So, what makes you? Let's 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 think about you. Can we use you as an example while we've got you here? <laughs> what is it that you love doing that just makes you feel boom, just right, right on, switched on, hundred percent focus, nothing else exists? Um, we'll use surfing as this yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me more about that. Like, what, what, where you're surfing? What are you surfing on? Who are you surfing with? Yeah. Um, okay. So. Surfing with a bunch of mates, um, surfing in the Maldives, surfing like quality warm waves, surfing well, surfing uh, a particular board that I've got behind me in the rack. Sorry. And, yeah, <laughs> there's the rack. Um, there's a few there. Yeah, there's a few there, a few too many. Um, yeah, and just really like, um, yeah, in the, in the flow zone. Just yeah, so you surf in these beautiful waves and beautiful water with good people yeah. and it feels like your feet and the board aren't disconnected. It feels like they're one yeah. and, you, and, you, and you're just flowing down these waves, you're getting, getting barreled or whatever and you're paddling back out and just doing it again and again and again. Yeah. 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 So, so in that experience and thinking about that now, you've kind of lit up already, you know, what what having that feeling? What does that allow you to do that you wouldn't ha- you wouldn't be able to do if you if you hadn't had that experience and that feeling? Well, if I hadn't had that experience, then I wouldn't be able to recollect it. Yeah, but what 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 does um, how do we phrase this? Like, what happens? So you're doing that, you're feeling that. What what? What kind of emotions? What kind of state are you in? What what are you feeling? You know, what, what's happening inside of you? When I'm recollecting it? Yeah, when you're doing it. Oh, when I'm doing it, okay. Mm. Um, yeah, thankfulness, gratitude. Like, yeah, b- just, beautiful. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Appreciation of, yeah, doing shit that I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So gratitude and appreciation, okay. And so when you bring that, grat- that same, if you could bring that same level of gratitude and appreciation... Okay, into do you work with people one on one? Yeah. So if you bring that same amount, that same gratitude and appreciation into your working one on one with people, what does that allow you to do? I'll give all of myself. Like it's yeah, uh, yeah it's a it's a big shift. You move, you move from uh, straight away. You move from an energy of uh, 
things aren't good enough or I need something to an energy of being whole and therefore you've got lots to give because you're overflowing. Totally. So what does that do for your client? Yeah, he takes much more. He can... Yeah, yeah. That, that, that they actually feel completely witnessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I believe when when someone becomes witnessed, if it were be in pain or or in ecstasy, or both, <laughs> um, it allows an alchemy to develop, which creates you know incredible shifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that thankfulness and that gratitude, if you could put that and bring that into every breath, whether you are conscious of it or not. How powerful would that be? Oh, super powerful. You'd yeah. be amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could say that, you, that like, uh, uh, I don't know if there's a, a word for an ultra-high level of gratitude, but that could be the thing that you're breathing for. I think it's called you know? love. Yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> okay, So love, breathing for love of yourself, for, for humanity and for this incarnation where you live, yeah. You know, whether it be manly or maldives, wherever you are, if you bring that same amount of love like you're beaming out right now into every single breath, wow. Mm, full, <laughs> fully, man. Like sometimes I, I do some Qigong with some people and, and Qigong, like pranayama, Qi means like energy, life force and Gong is to work with and Qigong is just very slow meditative movements for those that don't know. Um, but... Sometimes I'll recite like these, these words that one of my teachers gave me. Um, and I think it's like some sort of Chinese poem. Um, <clears throat> but it's basically just, um, and you do it in time with the movements. And it's basically, I love life. I choose to be here. The sky is my father. The earth is my mother. I love life. I choose to be here. And you're doing this sort of slowly as you're moving, just in your mind. And just doing that alone just like i love life i choose to be here i love life i choose to be here such powerful words man like people have i've seen people just light up and changes their whole day just to Mm. express that energy of choosing to be here and it's also there is a breathing component with it it's all done in 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 harmony with full full breathing yeah Mm. those dudes those dudes had it dialed didn't they the the taoists (laughs) The the Taoists, the Buddhists, and the uh, the uh, the yogis, um, yeah, they had a lot dialed. Yeah, so does the Jiroists. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big believer in us. So what I would do is even take that step further. When you're doing your breathing retraining, which I won't go into how I do it now, but it's very similar to Qigong. It's 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 using movement. You know how I do it, but I just don't want to do it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But but basically. What I'd even do is get get you to visualize as you're doing it. Yeah, you choose it and yeah, you, you're here, but get you to visualize you actually doing it. So whether it be surfing or coaching or podcasting or, um, you know, doing your trips or whatever those things you do that give you that huge gratitude as you're doing your breathing retraining, I'd, I'd get you to visualize you doing it, but not just how you do it now, like exponentially. You know, so so if I'm doing it and I'm thinking about um, my purpose, I, I don't just see um, one kid that I'm working with getting a little bit better. I see like 50 clinics across Australia full of kids just changing, boom, 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 getting better and better and better and, and what that's going to do to light up kids throughout the country, you know, yeah. or maybe even the world. So I don't just stop it a little bit, I 
oh, last, yeah. out beyond my wildest dreams. Absolutely. And and if you if you do that, then I I think you're just infusing the breath with more and more and more and more, and you'll just like my that goal for me is supposed to be happening in four years, right? I'm studying to be um getting further qualification so I can open clinics, um, you know, really by the book. Um, but, and I'm, I'm like next Friday I'm running a, a workshop, not a workshop, but like a, a, a therapy session for six mums and their babies with Down syndrome, right? So that's the sort of stuff you're supposed to do when you've been doing that stuff for years. But because my intention's so strong and I'm, and I'm breathing that life through me, I mean, if you think I'm hallucinating on that, cool, I don't, I don't mind. It's just a nice hallucination for me. It's rather, I'd rather that than be miserable, you know. But already it's happening, you know. Yeah. Oh. Here comes all these mums and babies. Like if we can make a difference to them, you know, it's huge. What that means to them is massive and that just infuses me with my purpose which makes me breathe deeper and better and more into the heart, you know. Okay, so, so basically we're, we're talking about a connection here between visualization and manifestation uh, and with breathing in life force and infusing our life force with the energy of that which we wish to manifest into our life. Right? Exactly. So, and then the big secret, Dero, is you let it go. So when you're doing your breathing retraining, yeah, you visualize that in your body that, but you don't walk around day after day, every single breath visualizing in the family. No, you just you do your breathing retraining. The way I do it, we do it twice a day, okay? It just takes three minutes. I think you said something about three minutes before. It takes three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night, and then between that, you don't think about it. You just let it let it happen. And mm. and and. Okay, so that's interesting, right? So... For the people out there wondering, okay, so maybe I can accept that I don't breathe well. Now what next? So basically what you're saying is that a few minutes a day of conscious breath work can influence reality and life when you're not consciously thinking about breathing. I believe that, man. Yeah. And I know that's a big big sort of statement for me to say and I don't have reams of evidence to back it up, but I actually do just believe it. I believe that's what a lot of those religious traditions are, are looking for with prayer and meditation and breath work and qigong and all that sort of stuff. It's to harmonize with life. Mm-hmm. Well, I reckon we've got the power as humans to choose how we how and what sort of frequencies we want. What what do we want to dial into? Of and I, I believe that the, our breath is the radio, man. Like yeah. it's the thing, it's the tuner, right? There we go. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Your breath but is then the radio. When, yeah, when it's tuned in and you've got that station right on clear, then you don't have to play with it. You don't have to keep fiddling. You just let it play and wait for your favorite song to come up, you know? <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. And it'll come. It'll come on. So in a but, sense, you could go so far as to say that if you've got people out there, if you're listening to this and you're out there and you're stressed out about life and the problems that we face and traffic and you hate your job and you can't figure out what your purpose is and you've got bills to pay and it's all weighing on top of yourself. It could be as simple as starting off by looking at your breath and consciously working on your breath so that you breathe fully and you breathe properly as a foundation before you start looking at other stuff. Yeah, and and let's get the fundamentals right too is you've got to get your biomechanics set up properly so you've got to actually understand what a diaphragm is and how it works yeah and and if you're using you've got to become aware of those muscles 
and how to use them. You've got to test out your CO2 and become aware of if you if you are lacking retained carbon dioxide. I'm not going to go into why that's so important, but it basically pertains to oxygenation. You've got to address some of those deep stresses, you know, and go, why am I, why am, why does that stress me? Why does this stress me? Why can't I find my purpose? You know, you've got to address all those things. And then I, I, that's the platform to go into that, that, the radio piece. Mm. Yeah. So that's the way I teach it. If I've got none else, it, it, it's not, it's not a breathing program where you've got to stop watching. You go, right, here we go. We're going to do these exercises for seven days, you know, blah, blah, blah. The way I do breathing and training, it's it's really a coaching um, program, mm-hmm. it, and it's it's deep. Like you just can't can't help it. Working with the breath, you've got to you've got to go to some to deeper work. Absolutely, yeah. cool man. Mm-hmm. So just before we wrap up, Cole, can you uh, just tell us how we can how, how viewers and listeners can find out more about what you're doing? Yeah, man. Um, Go to my website, which is Eightfold Health, so the number eight, F-O-L-D, health, eightfoldhealth.com.au, and uh, you can jump on, you can put your name and email in there and get a little monthly video thing that I do, Um, and I do interviews and stuff on there as well. Um, You can definitely schedule a session with me, but the first session I do, especially if it's on that sort of coaching level, if anyone really wants to, if that's resonating with people and they want to dive deep, I do two hours straight up, okay? So I don't give people 15 minutes free or whatever. Well, I just go, okay, let's hook up, let's talk, let's go for two, a couple, good couple of hours, 90 minutes at least, and see if we're a good match, if we're a good fit to work together, you know? So there's no investment to that other than the time. So that's what I offer to people. If they if that's resonating, if they want to do that, then 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 you can go on there. There's a um, link to follow to the what I call the unique breathing blueprint. Okay, so there's a bit of a questionnaire. You have to answer some little bit tough questions there, but um, if you fill that out, then I'm more than happy to spend a couple of hours with people jamming and just seeing where they're at with it, and 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 you know on all those levels, biomechanical, biochemical psychophysical and, and essentially the spiritual level of, of the breathing. Um, so, you know, when I when I do coach people as well, it, it really comes back. They'll often will go, okay, just stop, breathe, and it's such a great access point to stuff. So the website's best, or you can you can um, email me. It's coach, C-O-A-C-H, at eightfoldhealth.com.au. Awesome, man. Well, you're going to have some really good stuff to think about, and um, if – if a uh, viewer was to go to your website, would they get any information there on, I guess, the mechanics of, of breathing? Um, or is there a resource that you can point us to or is there some quick technique that you can give someone to, you know, what is a good practice that they can do straight away? There's stacks of stuff out there on breathing, hey. Like, um, there's oh, that guy that holds the world record for breath hold, Stig. I can't Stig think of his life. I don't know if he's Steverson. Steverson, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, you can YouTube him, and and he's got there's a whole series I think, or YouTube singing singing coach, and that you know singing's all about the breathing. Yeah. Um, You know, there's stacks of stuff. I don't have that much myself out there. Yeah. Um, The video blog stuff that I send out, you can get, but it's not really technical information. you know, the easiest way I describe it is keep your shoulders nice and relaxed. Mm-hmm. And then down here, hopefully this goes on video, but I can't, 
really move my shoulder, but <laughs> it's down here, hands on the low ribs. The words I use is as you breathe in, soften and open that area. So it's basically you're looking for a lateral expansion of those ribs, okay? Nothing forced. You don't want to be all rigid and upright. You just want to soften and open, okay? Yeah. And just gently in and out through the nose. And, and there's a, you know, if you, if you Google resonant frequency breathing, resonant frequency breathing, that's essentially the ultimate kind of breathing rate for um, a lot, like, what's the word? Ideally, all, all your rhythms and oscillations will, will kind of yeah. um, harmonize with that breathing rate. And that breathing rate's about six breaths a minute. Cool. Okay. So find a so find a breathing rate that suits you. You know, in and out yeah. to be around five to six breaths a minute, and that'll take you actually. You can get access some pretty amazing states just in that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Um, it's been really interesting. I think like the the main takeaway for this show is just how transformative breathing is. It's so fundamental. It's free. Yes, we all know how to do it, but I think we can all learn to breathe better and. You know, that, the free diving training that I did, I did like an intensive four-day course like, and it, it transformed my life more than any meditation retreat, more than any <laughs> yoga retreat, potentially more than any plant medicine thing. Um, it took me into states of mind and took me to limits that I didn't know even existed, um, such as the power of, of breathing. I believe that. Where did you do that? <laughs> I did that in the Gili Islands in Indonesia. There's an awesome couple called Mike Board. Uh, he's uh, the UK freediving champion, and his and his partner is Kate Middleton. She's like a New Zealand freedive champion. They got a yoga studio there. They got an amazing setup. Um, top quality guys. So if anybody wants to learn freediving, just go to Freedive Gilly, and uh, yeah, you can Google that. Wow, that sounds great. You I want to do, do that. Cool, man. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. But thanks so much for coming on the show, Cole. Pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. No worries, brother. And I'll catch up with you soon, eh? Okay. Hey guys, well, that was an awesome show. Really interesting. I always like speaking to Cole. He is an absolute encyclopedia of knowledge. Um, and he really, I really respect him because he takes a very academic and scientific approach to things, but he also makes sure that he um, really experiences what he talks about. That's the energy I get from Cole. So yeah, make sure you check out his website and sign up to receive his videos. It's basically, you're going to get really interesting and authentic stuff. In terms of a takeaway, guys, I really like to urge everyone just to think a little bit more about their breathing. Um, personally, myself, I bring in breath work to my everyday life. Um, so the first thing I do when I wake up is um, I breathe and I bring my attention to my breath and I take in a few deep conscious uh, breaths. And before I go to sleep, I, as part of my meditation um, practice, I do a few minutes of breath work. I do some, some deep breathing exercises. So I'll just suggest for you guys to either in a seated, seating posi seated position or lying down to bring your hands so they're just at the bottom of your ribs. And as you breathe in through your nose, relax shoulders. Just breathe in so that, you're, so that you can feel just your belly rising and keep your chest as still as possible. And just do a few full inhalations and exhalations, just feeling the subtle sensation of your ribs expanding, your belly expanding, and breathing through your nose. 
And this really is just, there's a lot more to it if you want to get technical, but this is just the very basic foundations of proper breathing. The mistake that most people make is they breathe shallowly and they breathe from the top of their chest. And so if you were to just experience that breath, put your, put your hands, uh, put one hand on your belly and one hand on your chest, and then just experience shallow breathing where just the top of the chest moves and your belly doesn't move. Well, that's, that's what not to do. And that is the cause of a great many problems in our culture. So really get used to just that breathing where it's really coming from deep. It's coming from your lower belly. Um, and that will, set you, that will set you right. So guys, use breathing as part of your daily regimen. Um, if you're feeling a bit stressed out or if you want to get into a different state of mind before you enter a meeting or before you give a speech or before you do a race or before you do something intense it's going to require some some focus close your eyes and take a few deep breaths like it sounds cliche but actually what's happening is a is, is very much a physiological process of uh, which involves shifting out of a fight or flight uh, parasympathetic state to a more of a relaxed rest and recover state and this is actually changing your brain waves from a more high-frequency state to a more relaxed state. And uh, you're really going to notice uh, increases in performance if you just do that very simple thing of just some mindful breaths before you do anything. Cool, guys. I'd really like you to um, rate and review the show if you like it. Um, you can jump on iTunes or Stitcher to do that. And I'd really appreciate it because it really helps us out. And, uh, yeah, share it. Send me an email, jiro at theflowstatecollector.com. Give us some Facebook love or whatever. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Flow State Performance Podcast. Check us out at www.flowstateperformance.com for more inspiration to unleash your potential.